post loudness. Audio on the French. This is Lauren Ash. This is Akia Najiba. And we are so thrilled to be introducing something that we've been meditating on, for lack of a better word, for quite some time. Zakia, how are you doing today? I'm feeling really great. I mean, it's beautiful outside. The sun is shining. Um, compared to yesterday, it's like a really great refresher. Yeah. So I'm in a really good mood. It's springtime in Chicago. Yes. And it's Saturday. Yes. Yes. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so we're so thrilled also. Shout out to Bootywear. They are our sponsors today for episode number one. Um, we'll be chatting more with the North American representative, Michelle, about why Bootywear is a great option for you, whether you're chilling at home, going to the yoga studio, just your everyday life. Um, it's a brand that Zaki and I really love a lot as well. So stay tuned. What do you want to chat about today, Zakia? I think our audience would love to hear sort of the beginnings of Black Girl and Ohm. So I think it'd be great if you could share that with all of us. This is Lauren, uh, founder and creative director of Black Girl and Ohm. And it's so amazing to look back on the past year and a half and see just how much has grown. I feel like, Zakia, you and I talk about that a lot. Like every time something amazing happens, we have to pause and remember, wow, it's really only been this amount of time since the beginning and these amazing things are already happening. So to give everyone a little bit of context, um, I am originally from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Shout out Minneapolis 612-651. And uh, I, uh, you know, when I was in college, I started getting into yoga a little bit, um, but didn't really find any consistent practice with it. I liked it. I felt good about it, but I didn't love it yet. I went away to Purdue for graduate school, studied, got my master's in American studies. And when I was out there, I really found that I was embodying a lot of my stress within my, you know, within my body, within my shoulders in particular. And I just felt stressed out, you know, hunched over a computer screen all day, looking at books all day, really needed to release that. And I, I'm pretty practical. I was like, I can either you know, spend X amount of dollars getting massage every week, or I can just go to the yoga studio and release myself that way. So in doing that, I just realized so much more about the practice, about yoga as this holistic, beneficial practice that's not just releasing me physically, but it's also providing really beautiful benefits that relate to my emotional state, spiritual state, and then and everything else. So I actually ended up enrolling in a yoga for transformation class at an amazing yoga studio in um, the community around Purdue. And that taught me about the eight limbs of yoga and taught me about the philosophy behind yoga. And I just got so excited and fell in love with it then. Moved back to Minneapolis for a little bit after um, graduate school and continued my yoga practice and eventually moved to Chicago to start a new chapter in my life. When I came to Chicago, honestly, I didn't find my community. I didn't know people like you, Zakia. Like, where were you when I moved here? <laughs> where were you? <laughs> <laughs> I did not know anyone. So I had some friends here and was dating someone at the time, and they were fantastic. But I didn't really find my, my niche. I didn't really find my community that I have now. And so I honestly just decided to enroll in yoga teacher training because I wanted to fill this void of time and space. And I just honestly wanted to explore my curiosity a little bit about it. So I dived right in. I actually signed up the day that yoga teacher training was starting. 
I'll never forget, like the leader of the yoga teacher training program was like, oh, you're, you're signing up right now? And I was like, yep. <laughs> so I hopped in there and I fell in love. Um, I started to think more about how I could create a space intentionally for women of color to explore the practice as well. But more than even yoga, just to get together positively and to connect about wellness and self-care and self-love. My background a little bit was in community development and found a lot of beautiful connections with other women of color when I was at Purdue, feeling largely isolated in a lot of ways in that town and in that community, but finding deep, enriching relationships with other sister friends, as I call them. Shout out to Chelsea and Fuchsia, who were definitely there for me from the beginning. Yeah, then I met you. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) shortly after yoga teacher training. And that was like a a beautiful puzzle piece that just needed to fall into place. So maybe you can uh, share a little bit about when we first met. Prior to meeting Lauren, I was working for a small social justice museum. And a lot of the work that I was doing was largely around black historical narratives, um, educating the public about the importance of um, black representative culture. I was very much into, you know, visual aesthetics. Also, around that time, I was becoming more heavily involved in my photographic practice. So I sort of had a more rounded idea of what I wanted to do, how I wanted to use those things. And so meeting Lauren was honestly, I don't know, it just happened at the right time. So I think that everything just played out as it was supposed to. And it was like very serendipitous. Yeah. And shout out to our friend, Irina Zadov. She was the one who connected us. And we, I remember we sat at Argo Tea. It was outside. It was a beautiful day in like September, October. And at the time, it's just so beautiful to anyone listening who has a dream or who has a desire to create something because you don't see it existing around you currently. Chase that because you never know who else it's going to resonate with. And it was crazy because at the time I had this vision that was very abstract and very, you know, at the time it wasn't tangible yet. But I shared what was in my heart and in my head with Sakia and she almost immediately was like, absolutely, yes. Yes. I'll be the art director. (laughs) This will be fantastic. And like I very little, you know, knew about what being a creative director meant or an art director, but I knew that I loved those terms and it kind of seemed to fit with what we wanted to do. (laughs) And then the rest fell into place. I was recommended by a lot of people in Chicago when I began to first start talking about Black Girl in Ohm to meet with a woman named Janice Bond. Um, Janice is a really wonderful cultural curator and just the epitome of what it means to be a phenomenal woman embodied in the flesh here in Chicago. And she, um, one day on Facebook, because we were Facebook friends, posted about opening her afternoon up to speak with someone who had an idea that they wanted to share with her. And I was at my nine to five at the time feeling, you know, pretty unfulfilled in my work there. And I was on Facebook, of course, procrastinating, of course. And I uh, responded back to her first and she said, great, come on by. So I literally signed out of work, like said I was meeting, having lunch with a client, which was not at all the case. And uh, went over to her apartment in the South Loop in Chicago here and talked with her literally for two hours, knowing relatively little about her. She knew relatively little about me, but I simply shared my ideas for Black Girl and Ohm with her. And at the very end of it, she just looked at me, um, hearing what I said about Black Girl and Ohm, and she said, great, when do you want to start? And I just paused, and I was like, maybe six months from now. You know, I got a plan. I'm a little type A. I'm a perfectionist. She was like, no, you're starting two weeks from now. Um, You're going to use my condo as your yoga space. You're going to build a community. You're going to get more comfortable guiding yoga sessions, and it'll all grow from there. 
And I think that that was super important, Zakia, like as you and I have both witnessed now, the importance of someone believing in you and also kind of forcing you and giving you that push to just start. And that's why when you first expressed to me the vision of Black Girl and Ohm, I instantly, like almost by nature, felt like really compelled to be involved simply because this is something that is needed. Like it's a real necessity And so just hearing you speak about it and like your eyes were like literally like lit up. Like I could see the passion like in your face and it was just amazing. And so I just thought to myself, I'm like, oh, my God, like this is actually like a revolutionary um, concept and project. And I felt very closely connected to it. And at that time, I myself was just figuring out my own community and trying to find ways to be surrounded by women who could be collaborators, women who could be foundations and supporters and just, you know, wanting to be in a community where there were just these amazing visionary women. So I'm just really glad that that moment happened because it just like (laughs) it was everything. (laughs) And it's so great to remember, like to reflect back on it would have been fall 2014 um, we started the November Namaste series. Do you remember that? Our very first series. Yes. <laughs> Sundays. It was four Sundays. The first four, the four Sundays in November of 2014. They were all packed, but you know, there was only so many of us that could fit in Janice's apartment, but it was packed nonetheless with our friends. Um, you created. Yes. It was actually an image I had taken on my iPhone. It was very like grassroots. <laughs> <laughs> but it grew from there. And I remember we started um, prepping for the online publication, which is great. Um, we started reaching out to people that we loved, that we followed, whether on Instagram or online or new in real life, who started to curate really be- beautiful, meaningful content, photo narratives, articles, reflections for BlackGirlGnome.com. Um, and I remember we ended up launching that in the spring in March 2015. And it's so crazy because now we're prepping to launch our relaunch our website. And it's also springtime again. And so I remember our very first issue was growth and we launched that in the spring. And I think it's amazing to see how that transition has happened over time. And so now we're a little over a year old and we're in spring again and we're relaunching Black Girl Now. It's amazing. Full circle. Something that I want to share that actually popped up on my Facebook today. It's amazing. There was a woman, you know how Facebook does these time hop things, which is really cool because it makes you remember things about your past. Sometimes I like them. Sometimes I don't. (laughs) You're going to like this one. (laughs) You're going to remember this one, too. So last year, literally this day, there was a woman from South Africa who emailed me. And she said, a friend sent me a link to your website. Bless up, my friend. When I read your bio, it's as if you entered my mind. And I know this will be true for a lot of women of color. Even here in South Africa, I have struggled through finding spaces of healing where women of color are not invisible. You've inspired me to change that somehow. How? I'm not sure, but it will come. It's amazing because it speaks to, I think, the global reach that our mission and our vision has. You know, a woman in South Africa found us and was touched and an update on that woman. Um, I remember I emailed her back saying, I'm so glad this resonates with you. Hopefully one day we can, of course, come to South Africa and do some sessions um, or have an even longer presence there. But I hope that you can just feel inspired to start your own thing. Black Girl Home doesn't have to be the 
only way to be able to explore these sorts of things. And she actually emailed me then two months later sharing that she had actually started her own collective. Right. Like, I feel like I've always seen Black Girl and Ohm from the very beginning as a catalyst because I'm very much a believer in the power of shared experiences. And if you have women of color and black women all over the world who have these shared experiences about, you know, feeling invisible or not feeling represented, I think that with Black Girl and Ohm, there are women who see this like as a sort of model for what they can do within their own community. And I think that speaks to the power of Black Girl and Ohm and sort of like the catalyst spirit of Black Girl and Ohm. Like you don't have to be here. You don't have to be with us, but you have your own power. Like you have the capacity to create your own community, essentially. And I think that's beautiful. Well, let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit, shall we? Maybe we can um, play a little game. Oh, I game. love games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts on this? Who, if you could, who would you bring to yoga with you? My answer would have been different several days ago. Considering the circumstances recently, I would have to say Prince. I, of course, a lot of us grew up on Prince and his music and his influence and his just defiant personality. And I feel that. Engaging with him in yoga, I feel, would be like a very like powerful experience. And I know from reading certain statements of his, he was like a very meditative person and a very spiritual person. So if possible, if I would have any opportunity in the world, I would love to have had a yoga session with Prince with the entire Purple Rain soundtrack in the yes, background. Yes. Wow. Yes. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's so beautiful. I, I think you can still definitely tap into his energy and do that yourself, too. I think I would bring, I mean, this is a really simple, this is like really <laughs> kind of funny, but I think I'd bring my mom because I've actually. That's so cute. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I mean, love it. <laughs> she's still around, so I can bring her. Right. And I have brought her to yoga and it's just always great for me. I think it's really fun. Any opportunity that I have to introduce a family member that I really love to something that I really love is amazing. That could be a Black Girl in Ohm series. Bring your mama yes. to yoga. Yo mama yoga. Yes. yes. Yo mama yoga. All right. I love it. If you all want us to bring that series <laughs> to you, please tweet us at Black Girl in Ohm and let us know. Hashtag <laughs> Yo mama yoga. Yes. Can we make this a trending topic on Twitter? <laughs> Let's see. It's up to you all. <laughs> So for those who don't know, because I do get this question, a surprising amount. A lot of people are like, what is OM? What is in OM? And um, if you've been to a more traditional yoga session, you may have actually been invited to at the beginning or end of the class to chant OM. And, you know, in a, in a more literal historical sense, it's a sacred sound that is rooted in Indian religions uh, it's a mantra in Hinduism, Buddhism, in a more kind of abstract sense, a way that I think about it is it is an all-encompassing vibration that really taps into what life is. So life encompasses our life here on earth in a literal sense, a physical sense, but also death as well. Death is a part of life. So it's, it's, a, it's a vibration that symbolizes that. So when you chant it, and it's actually interesting, it's actually comprised of four parts, ah, ooh, mm. 
and then the silence at the end. So there's four parts. And so when you chant this, I've personally experienced a lot of really powerful sensations when chanting this. Um, it's just a really beautiful way to also ground yourself before or after the yoga practice. So for me, black girl in Om symbolizes being a part of that vibration, being unafraid to embrace all that life has for you and being un unafraid to also explore like both your darkness and your light through practicing wellness and self-care. And Black Girl and Ohm, I love that you explained the concepts behind Ohm because I very much feel like Black Girl and Ohm is a vibration. Even when we're in our sessions or in our classes, you can definitely feel like this shared vibration amongst women. And I, I just love that. There's something really powerful about that, I think. That's true. Because we've... Uh, when we were doing the sessions at Janice's house last year, and even more recently, um, two of our friends, Bradley and Michaela, host our Black Girl in Home Self-Care Sunday series every first Sunday of the month here in Chicago. And, you know, Bradley doesn't participate because he's a male, so he's hanging out in his room. But he, when he comes out, he often notes that um, the energy in the room has shifted. And Janice would say that, too. Sometimes she wouldn't be able to join in for the yoga or meditation session, but she'd come out at the end and she could feel this raised vibration in the room and that speaks so much to the importance of always being aware of your energy and the energy yes. of the space around you too and, and collective energy mm -hmm. like collective energy is so it's just so visceral yes you know yeah it's felt yes it's felt. it is definitely <laughs> thought it would be nice to provide all of you with a grounding meditation to enjoy to really just root you in the present moment today so it'll be short and sweet hopefully provide you with this experience of groundedness and rootedness in your day so if you just want to take a moment to close your eyes settle into your space if you're driving please don't close your eyes but just settle into the moment regardless by taking a big deep inhale in through your nose and then settling in through your exhale, through your nose as well. Take another big inhale, fill your lungs with air, feel your spine lengthen a little bit. And on your exhale, release all your still air. Take another inhale in, feel your breath expand, your ribs out. And an exhale, feel yourself settle in even more in your seat. Continue to take full, expansive, enormous inhales and complete exhales, letting your stale breath be released from your body. In this moment, take a moment to focus on how you feel right now. Quality of your breath, your heartbeat, any sensations that are arising in your body, simply pay attention Take note without attachment to what those sensations mean, without placing any value or judgment on those sensations, simply cultivating awareness here. Continue to take those deep, full, expansive breaths in through your nose and continue to release the breath, maybe with an open mouth exhale. Breathing in and breathing out. Now bring your awareness to your heart, 
space that holds a lot of emotion. Just hone in on what you feel in that area. Any colors, any sensations, simply taking note, simply becoming aware. And identify maybe something that you need to give yourself a little more right now in this moment. Something that you're in need of, something that would benefit you now and throughout the rest of your day. That could be one word, could be a phrase, whatever it might be, you can repeat that internally starting now. Repeating that with your inhale and letting go of whatever might not be serving that or maybe counter to that with your exhale. Inviting energy to that idea, to that need with your inhale. And letting go of something that you don't need with your exhale. Continue to breathe on your own, in and out, for the next few breaths on your own. Then when you're ready, begin to come back to this space by gently wiggling your fingers and your toes. I invite you to open your eyes back up when you're ready. Hopefully you feel a little bit more grounded in your day in this moment. Remember that this is always accessible to you to feel exactly how you feel right now from this meditation. Thank you all for joining me for this quick mindful meditation today. I initially, so I, my background is in art history and black cultural studies, and I have always been influenced by black art practices, and I've always been very much inspired by people whose mission it is to preserve those black narratives and black stories, and I specifically at one point in my life came across Thelma Golden. I was just watching a series on HBO and there was this woman on TV and she was just talking so eloquently about black contemporary art and art in general. And she was talking about culture and I had to know who this woman was. I'm like, oh, my God, who is this woman who is a curator, an art director, this cultural icon? And so seeing her as a black woman doing her job inspired me to want to do similar things. It's amazing. So wanting to curate, wanting to become an art director. And it's so interesting because I didn't study any of those things rigorously necessarily in school. I more so studied like visual culture and the arts. But now it's all coming full circle because a lot of my life is that now. Like I do freelance art directing. I've been curating shows. I'm a practicing interdisciplinary artist. And so I think she has been really significant because she initially has been one of the prime focal points of progressive women in the arts. Like she has paved the way for so many women who want to be like badass bosses in the art world or just in the world in general. And she's just defied like so many obstacles. And she's also amazingly stylish yeah like I'm obsessed with like women who are like just badass bosses and they can walk in a room with like a dope ass outfit on like I I love it I absolutely love it agree so yeah 
She's no. been such a huge inspiration to yeah. me, and I'm sure a lot of other women as well. Yeah. And I think that your reason, and certainly my reason too, for admiring her and being motivated by her work speaks so much to what we're doing through Black Girl in Ohm as well, because who would think that something like yoga and wellness more broadly would coexist so perfectly alongside art? But because what we're doing ultimately through our work with Black Girl in Ohm is about representation and making sure that women of color, Black women, are represented in the wellness industry, are represented positively online. I think that's one reason why our Instagram following has, as of today, nearly 20,000 followers. And that has been exponential growth because what we're doing is we're documenting and conveying ourselves as, just like other populations can, um, practicing wellness, practicing yoga, practicing healthy eating, practicing being in healthy relationships with one another. And that's just simply not being (laughs) represented in a mainstream sort of way. So we're documenting that because it is happening. And I think it also goes back to intentionality. Lauren, as you were saying, the the importance of representation. I think that with a lot of things that we do in relation to our artistic vision and aesthetic vision, we're very much intentional about using these images purposefully to convey a message, to convey a story. So, you know, people can go through our Instagram and be like, oh, these are beautiful images of black women and women of color doing yoga. But there's always this intentionality behind it. And there's always this larger reasoning for it. And we don't see a lot of ourselves represented in the wellness industry. And we're not encouraged to preserve our bodies, to take care of our mental health, to take care of our spiritual health and well-being. So to have a project that is intentionally putting out these images, I think is it just speaks to this larger need and urgency of showcasing that. I mean, imagine like being a little girl, like seeing a black woman doing yoga, seeing a black woman talk about healthy eating practices like that can completely transform someone's world, especially if you don't see it often and it's not something that is normalized. I think that I'd love for us to chat chat a little bit more about the online publication since we are going through this relaunch, which I'm thrilled about. We have contributors (laughs) from all over the world participating. I am so excited. If anyone listening would love to contribute to our online publication, send us an email, editor at blackgirlinohm.com. We'd love to have your voice if you have a specific perspective to share on everything from yoga to eating mindfully to relationship with yourself, with other people, romantic, familial, whatever. Um, you know, the list goes on. Anything under the umbrella of wellness, we'd love to include your voice. Um, we have to date experienced eight different issues of our online publication that have been thematic. Everything from issue one growth, which you spoke to earlier, to issue eight vulnerability. So to date, we've been curating issues that specifically relate to topics related to wellness. But we are shifting gears a little bit, thinking of ourselves more so as a global lifestyle brand and a global community that truly can become Uh, a hub for anyone around the world, any woman of color who's seeking information or inspiration related to self-care, wellness, self-love, blackgirlnome.com is the specific community that you can find these things. Um, So we're really excited about this relaunch. 
maybe we should give some like you know information about like what we're most excited about with relaunch like some people that we're interested in featuring yes so one of our amazing friends We'll be featuring on the Black Girl Known website. This is a woman who is a vegan chef. She's absolutely amazing. She will hook you up with the like best bomb vegan mac and cheese. Janae Claiborne of Sweet Potato Soul. She's incredible. She hosted us when we came to New York last year. And through her, we just witnessed and experienced the most compassionate soul like ever second to my mother maybe (laughs) (laughs) just very mindful about everything and like she is someone who really exemplifies that veganism isn't just about what you eat but it's a lifestyle and it's about a particular type of consciousness and she just models that really well yeah another person that I'm really excited to spotlight on our website is um, Nilsa of Soul Pick So she and um, the Brown Bohemian Collective, who if you're not following Brown Bohemians on Instagram, you absolutely should. They are on the verge of launching a book, publishing a book that is spotlighting Brown Bohemians and what that means. Um, You know, to me, I view it as kind of an alternative lifestyle, one that's very much rooted in wellness and self-care and creative expression. Just, you know, dive into our website. Let us know what resonates with you. Let us know who we should be featuring. Let us know how you'd like to contribute as well. Please send us your favorites. Please send us suggestions. Yes, get at us. (laughs) Let's maybe um, play another little little game. Yeah. Do you have any favorite mantras right now? Favorite mantras? I actually don't. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think my mantra right now is really just receiving. Mm-hmm. So just I've really been about receiving anything that comes towards me, whether it's negative or positive, because I believe in the power of transforming things and flipping them around. So I'm just in this mode where I'm just open to receiving anything and everything because everything is a learning lesson. Like everything is a learning experience. So I'm at this moment in my life where I'm just open to receiving. That actually reminds me of something that everyone should check out. It's actually one of the most shared articles on our online publication today. And it was the interview or the conversation rather that I had with Brie Luna of The Hood Witch. Oh, we love Brie. Yes, shout out to Brie. We She's love dope. you. <laughs> <laughs> so Brie and I chatted about a year ago, and one thing that I thought was really interesting, I asked her a question that was along the lines of like negative energy or how you deal with negative energy, and she actually shared that she doesn't really believe in a thing as negative energy. Um, so I think it's kind of along the same lines of what you were saying, like just being open to receiving and being willing to and, and and knowing how you can actually transform anything that's given to you ultimately for your own good and your own growth. And oftentimes we create negative energy ourselves in reacting to something that we perceive as negative energy instead of flipping it around. I have a favorite mantra, so I'm not going to lie. I asked you that question because I kind of wanted to share mine. Is that okay? Go ahead, girl. (laughs) Share it. (laughs) Let us know. (laughs) One of my favorite mantras of the moment, which is um, something that one of my best friends, Chelsea, always shares as a reminder with me is um, nothing that is for you can be taken from you. 
preach. That's the gospel right there. Yes. I'm all about that. Imagine starting your day off, looking, writing that down in a post-it, putting it on your mirror that you look in every day to get ready and just repeating that, what that can do for you. Internalizing that and letting yourself live your day with that in mind. It allows you to, to not be so reactive to things that appear to be losses or exactly you know voids <laughs> or attacks even it doesn't matter let it roll off you in a way because nothing that is for you can be taken from you period that's the truth yeah look at you preaching the gospel <laughs> <laughs> Now for a quick word from our sponsor today, Bootywear. Hi, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, definitely. So we are so excited that you all are our sponsor, and we're so excited about Bootywear. Um, myself and Zakia, we're so glad to receive the gifts that you all sent a couple months ago. And we're just so enthusiastic about the brand and wanted to chat with you more about it. Yeah, Booty is taking off. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a luxury item at, a, at an everyday price. That's, that's one of my favorite things to say about the product. For uh, those who are listening, what is Booty Wear? Booty Wear is really fit for who anybody is. It's an organic bamboo, active uh, undergarment apparel line that is sold right now in natural stores. And we have leggings and underwear and men's, uh, you know, men's briefs and boxers and T-shirts that are softer than any bamboo sheets you've ever slept in. So it's... it's it's just soft, delicious, and, and incredibly well-priced. I think what you just said about being soft and delicious is everything because I tried on the camisole that you all sent, and I yeah. literally don't want to take it off. Don't want to take it off. <laughs> I know. It's, I mean, I have on I have on our, and I love to say because it's like night, it, I have on the men's crew right now just because it's, I have the V-neck and, and we have, but I love this men's crew even for women because it's kind of like your boyfriend's t-shirts you know what right, I mean? right and it's just so comfy and it's 95 percent organic bamboo with just a touch of spandex and it just is the most comfortable comfortable uh shirt i've ever worn and interesting you should say like luxury like at an everyday price because it, that's how it feels when you're wearing it like it feels so luxurious so soft so comfortable so indulgent I know. It's just, I say it's delicious. I mean, it really is like <laughs> to the skin. Well, you know, the rest of the line is made with 80% organic bamboo. It was the original um, core collection that came out. The bamboo t-shirts that we now have in the line came out later. And the rest of the line is really meant to be worn under other garments or after yoga or to the grocery store, you know, it's just, they are the perfect base layer to life. And that's kind of like, you know, one of our sayings is fit for who you are. It's not about being a technical athlete. It's just about wanting to just give your body sort of a timeout in life and yes. sort of give yourself <laughs> that, you know, kind of treat yourself without Lululemon prices. You know what I mean? Yes. That's yes, amazing. Yes. One of our reps said it was really great. She's like, we're the natural you know, fruit of the loom. And I'm like, that's really fun to say. Yeah. So who is booty wear perfect for? 
It's per yeah, it's purpose is for anybody. That's the beauty of it. It's like, you know, we have these higher fit cut bikinis, um, which are so comfortable, you know, and, and we all kind of giggle because we're, we're all in our like thirties and forties, um, the, you know, our customers and, and even younger, but we also have these wonderful older customers who love them and they're like, it's not your mama's granny panties. You know what I mean? And they're just, they're not Spanx by any means, but they're just really comfy and they fit most booty types, which I love. Right. Um, yes. No pun intended. But you know. <laughs> One thing when I was chatting with you all a couple months ago when we first connected, um, you shared that it's also really perfect for folk who have have surgery, you know, breast cancer survivors really enjoy it. My mother's actually a breast cancer survivor, so I'm planning on sending her some of the softer T-shirts. Actually, a dear friend of mine's sister underwent a uh, heart surgery and she couldn't wear anything. She just was so uncomfortable like cotton was kind of getting caught up on her right on, on the sutures and you know and then and then she had to undergo some chemo and her skin was kind of achy and we just found this whole wellness side of being seam free and the fact that it just lays so soft against the skin yes. that it's non-irritating and I'm really proud of being able to sell a product like this and being part of a company where you know, we get letters from patients and survivors and it just, it just warms us hard, you know, warms us from the inside out. And it's, it's just really amazing. Thank you so much, Michelle, for, you know, being on the show, chatting with us about booty wear. We are obviously huge fans and thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. Where can we find you all online? Yeah, you can find us on Amazon, of course, uh, you know, Across the country, we're natural grocer companies like natural markets um, in different parts of the region. So if you can go to our website, actually, at www.bootyware.com, look at the retail locator and find us anywhere locally and, and, and go to the store. Check it out yourself. Yeah, and everyone listening, please follow them on Instagram as well at Bootywear, B-O-O-D-Y-W-E-A-R. And be sure to um, follow along and learn more about their products on our website, www.blackgirlnome.com slash podcast. Thanks again, Michelle. Thank you so no much. No problem. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate your OM family. Thank you. We'll talk Thank to you, you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. As a special gift to Black Girl Gnome listeners, Bootywear is gifting you all with 25% off a purchase. Use the code BAMBOO. Check out our website for more information on when this deal expires. Thank you all so much for joining us for our very first episode of Black Girl Owned Podcast. We are so excited to stay engaged with you all. So please follow us on Instagram at Black Girl and Ohm. Follow us on Twitter at Black Girl and Ohm. And be sure to check out the show notes um, at blackgirlandohm.com slash podcast. Please tweet us. Please Instagram us. Message us. Just connect with us all around. Thanks so much also to Post Loudness. Aki, you want to tell them about Post Loudness? They're supporting us. Yes, so this is a Post Loudness production, and Post Loudness is a collective of independent audio shows by people of color, women, and queer-identified hosts. Yep, so check them out, postloudness.com. They are everything and more. 
And shout out to our producer, James T. Green. He is just amazing. The real MVP. Real MVP, James <laughs> T. Green. Music credit for the show goes to Khalid Bowen and Peter Espenson. Thanks, guys.